T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. From KCBS Radio, I'm Matt Pittman, and this is Bay Current, a breaking news edition. We're recording and posting the evening of Monday, May 2nd. As we respond to the breaking news that came down just before 6 p.m. here on the West Coast tonight, an extraordinary and unprecedented leak of an initial draft majority opinion from the Supreme Court of the United States that the nation's highest court is poised to overturn the 1973 Roe v. Wade decision and the 1992 Planned Parenthood v. Casey decision. In short, the Supreme Court, under its conservative supermajority, is poised to end a woman's constitutional right and federal government protections of the choice for abortion. My KCBS radio colleague, Doug Sovereign, our veteran political analyst and reporter, joins me from his home this evening to provide some insight and a little more detail on what this decision would mean as well as the truly remarkable and historically unprecedented way that we're learning of this. And Doug, that's where I want to start there, is is how we're learning about this. I know in reaching out to you earlier today to see if you were available to chat this evening and talking about this breaking news, it's the how of all of this. It's the leak. It had you flabbergasted. And yeah. inside information, that takes a lot to flabbergast, Mr. <laughs> yeah, it really did. Um, you know, because, uh, I, I, you know, this has just never happened before. I mean, this is utterly without precedent. I mean, uh, draft opinions of, of pending court rulings from the Supreme Court do not get leaked. Um, I mean, this literally has not ever happened in, uh, you know, 250 years of jurisprudence. It just doesn't happen, uh, which means it had to come from inside the court, either a justice or a clerk. We can get into why or why not somebody might on which side have done such a thing. But yeah, I was blown away that this could happen, not so much by the content, um, because we have expected this. I mean, it's been a foregone conclusion. You've seen the actions of the states getting ready for it. We have known for months, uh, really, since last fall, when this 6-3 um, majority on the court for the conservatives was cemented, that this was coming. Um, so we, we knew it was going to come. Uh, you know, to see it now, um, uh, six weeks before you expect to, or seven weeks, uh, is, you know, it drives it home. But really, yeah, the idea that this was leaked, that we're reading a draft opinion that isn't finalized yet, is astonishing to me. It's just never happened, and I, I still can't even believe it. But it does sure seem to be real, and there's sourcing now from other news agencies, including CBS, that... Um, that this does appear legitimate and there's no reason to doubt it. Do we want to speculate a little bit about who leaked this and maybe why? And again, uh, throw that yeah. blanket caveat out there that this is just speculation. Um, we have no we idea. We have no 
idea. I can't imagine. Well, what, what Politico has revealed is that um, they got this draft from a person familiar with the court's proceedings in the Mississippi case that they're deciding, hmm. um, which, you know, I guess theoretically could be someone from outside the court, one of the attorneys on that case, for example. But, you know, the, the court does not tell you which way it's going to vote in your case ahead of time. I mean, the, you don't get leaked documents typically. And it also cites when they talk about which way the various justices are prepared to vote or have voted, uh, a person familiar with the court's deliberations, which sounds more inside than somebody coming from the outside on that Mississippi case. Yeah. So one has to conclude that it's, pro and this means, you know, it wasn't somebody left this on the Xerox machine and grabbed it and sent it out. It has to be a conscious decision to leak this. Not sure why to Politico. Maybe there's some existing relationship there, but from someone in the court. And I, it's very hard for me to believe that a clerk of the Supreme Court w would do this. I mean, the, the, they would be jeopardizing their job, their entire future career, uh, even if they were seen as a hero to one side or another, um, you know, violating protocols and and confidentiality at the highest level in the country is not a good way to start your career. So right. I find it very hard to believe that a clerk would do this, which makes you think it's one of the justices or a clerk with the permission of their justice. That could be. Uh, and then you have to think, well, who would benefit from it? Um, you know, we always look at the motive and, and who stands to gain in any crime. Um, would one of the conservatives leak it? I'm not sure why they would do that, um, unless it's perhaps to prepare the country for this and, you know, soften the blow two months from now. Uh, would one of the liberals do it perhaps to galvanize public opinion in a last ditch gasp effort to somehow convince the court not to issue this ruling? Would Chief Justice Roberts, who is said to be in the middle on this, um, do it to try to somehow persuade one of his conservative colleagues to jump to the other side? It is very hard to imagine Amy Coney Barrett, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, Alito, Thomas, any of them um, switching sides and, and going over with the liberals on this when this has been what they've wanted to do for so long. And it's clear from from the language in, in Justice Alito's opinion that th this is a very strongly held um, opinion. So I, I just don't see who gains and, and in what direction um, by leaking this at yeah, this point. Other than just trying to force some of the justices to uh, perhaps be swayed by the you know, the outcry and, and the public reaction. But to your point a minute ago, Doug, I think Clarence Thomas, Neil Gorsuch, Brett Kavanaugh, Amy Coney Barrett, uh, Justice Alito, they know where public sentiment is. And that sure. hasn't swayed them this far. It's possible one of the newer justices, you know, maybe flips back over to the other side, I but I, I really doubt it. So I, I just don't see how, if it's coming from Justice Roberts or from the left wing of the court, what they hope to gain other than, you know, giving the, the public a heads up. Mm -hmm. um, it's very hard for me to imagine the Chief Justice of the United States violating his court's protocol yeah. in a way like this when he's such, been such a careful protector of the court's integrity and its image and its traditions. I, I just find it very, very hard to believe. So the decision itself, Doug, if Roe is overturned, what it means for women in this country is the question on the minds of many million women in this country right now. And let's start here in California. What does it mean for women in our state? Well, it means nothing for women in California in terms of whether they could still get an abortion simply because it's legal here and it will be for the foreseeable future, if not forever, California is not going to outlaw abortion again. What it could mean, though, for women in, in California is if you have a flood of women, you know, hundreds, thousands, really, 
of women coming from perhaps half the states in the country where it becomes illegal. And and just remember, this is about laws. You know, these cases before the court are about six-week ban, 15-week bans, you know, states where they have said you can't have an abortion after X number of weeks. If this opinion is, in fact, legitimate and gets published in this form uh, in, in late June— um, those states will, will outlaw abortion entirely. They're not going to say, well, up to six weeks, forget it. That, that's it. They'll just ban abortion. And they have many of these states have laws already written, ready to go when they can introduce them once it becomes constitutional, which it would be if this opinion stands. So, you know, 20, 24 states in the country will ban abortion. And that will mean women in those states who have the uh, ability to do so will seek abortions in other states, and California being the largest state um, and bordering quite a few others uh, and ready to welcome them, we'll see a flood of women coming here to try to get abortions. Um, and that could and potentially limit access for women from California because there's only so many people who can perform abortions. Uh, and even though California has expanded who can do that in recent years, uh, it could, you know, there could be a pinch. It could be harder to get an appointment. It could be harder to, to get an abortion in time if there are women coming from Oklahoma and Texas and Missouri and Mississippi and who knows where else, uh, Arizona potentially, um, coming to California. So that's really the impact, I think, on California. So it puts a strain on a state like California that that where abortion will be legal, women coming from other states. And I think that uh, medical providers, I think a large majority of citizens, frankly, you know, would welcome people from out of state for people who need a certain level of care and we want California to be a, a welcoming place. But that sounds to me that it would uh, rather quickly put a pretty significant strain on the healthcare system is what I'm hearing you say. Well, it might. I mean, they have, they now allow, you know, nurse practitioners to do abortions. They allow, are going to, they allow other people besides OBGYNs to do them in California. Um, and, but yeah, you need more clinics, you need more people. And, you know, the abortion training in this country is, is harder to come by than it used to be because of, of the anti-abortion activism. Uh, there, there'll probably become a shortage of, of providers. And, you know, you think about a place like San Francisco General Hospital, which uh, is, you know, one of the leading um, abortion providers in the state. And, and I, if not the only one, one of the only one, maybe the only one that does uh, fairly late term abortions. Yeah, this is a public institution that could become overwhelmed. But, you know, the bigger impact obviously is going to be on other parts of the country. I mean, the South, the Midwest, places where um, states will ban abortion, it'll become illegal. And, you know, the fact is, and this has been brought up, obviously, in, in the case of the six week ban, even the 15 week ban, you don't know you're pregnant often at six weeks. I mean, so you might know you're pregnant after, you know, one missed period. But for a lot of women, it takes longer before you even know you're pregnant. And at 10, 12, 14 weeks, when you might discover it, um, a lot of people haven't decided what to do. And someone who might want to get an abortion or may need an abortion for, for medical reasons may not know that yet. And the clock's ticking and it becomes very difficult, especially if you now have to go to another state, raise money to get there, find a provider. F frankly, what will happen is a lot of women who, who want abortions or for medical reasons need them will no longer be able to get them and women will die. I mean, there's just there's no way around that. That is what is going to happen uh, if this opinion stands. We'll go back to the way things were in the 60s and the 50s uh, when you could get them in a place like California, but not in other places where it was illegal. Um, and uh, you'll have, you know, what's known as a back alley abortion. You'll have unsafe abortions, and you'll have people who, who you'll have a lot of people who have children who who 
didn't want to have them. Um, and some of those cases will, will turn out well and others won't. Yeah. Uh, Doug, final question. And I think that as this news kind of settles in and certainly as we get closer to the end of the term, and if this is the decision that's announced, uh, focus will pretty quickly shift to the upcoming midterms in November. Um, should Roe be overturned and say that formal announcement is made at the end of the Supreme Court in June? What are the ramifications for those midterms in November? And could this be a game changer for Democrats whose prospects right now look bleak for holding on to the House and Senate? Does this become a rallying cry for uh, the Democrats? Does it re- become a rallying cry that people heed who ordinarily wouldn't vote in midterms? I think absolutely it does. I think it becomes a rallying cry on both sides. It'll become a rallying cry for Democrats saying, my God, look what's happened. This is why elections matter. Mm. The Democrats have to stay in control. Uh, You can't have a Republican Senate. But the fact is, so yes, I think it will galvanize that. It'll it'll lead to the raising of an inordinate amount of money and massive levels of contributions. It will get some people to vote who wouldn't before. But I think it'll also galvanize on the other side. You'll have Republicans and conservatives saying, we need, this is why we need to be in control. Look what happens when we are. We've got the Supreme Court because we had the presidency for four years. We need to get it back. We need to control Congress. We can't let the Democrats have the Senate again and and confirm their justices who could overturn this decision. So it'll raise just as much money on that side. I don't know that there are as many people who don't vote on that side who will be moved to vote because of this as there are on the uh, abortion rights side as far as Democrats and independents and the like. So it probably has a bigger impact on the left than the right in terms of voter turnout. But there's no question it'll be it'll be a sig- uh, you know the central signal issue at least for a few months. Uh, especially if the the pandemic wanes, although it's not at the moment, if uh, inflation tempers, uh, yes, this will be the galvanizing issue of the fall. Which way it actually breaks and whether it's enough to make a real difference, we're just going to have to wait and see. But I'll also say that go back to 2016 when Hillary Clinton lost to Donald Trump for a variety of reasons, partly her own, uh, you know, um, campaign malpractice and the advice she was getting partly because of, you know, James Comey's letter, whatever. But a big piece of why she lost is because there were a lot of Bernie Sanders supporters who were so angry at Hillary Clinton and felt so cheated and disenchanted and disenfranchised by the primary process that they sat on their hands and didn't vote or voted for a third candidate and didn't vote for Hillary Clinton. And Donald Trump won. And probably a lot of those people now will be wringing their hands and gnashing their teeth over um, the loss of abortion rights. And frankly, it goes back to that. If Hillary Clinton had won that election, this decision would not be coming down because it would be at least five, four the other way. The other thing about 2016 is a lot of the Republicans who held their nose and voted for Donald Trump even though they didn't really want to, was because they would rather have a Republican picking Supreme Court uh, nominees than a Democrat, sure. no matter who the Democrat was. That is true. I think everyone knew that Mitch, Mitch McConnell and the Federalist Society picked the re- nominees for Republicans, and they would rather have Donald Trump be selecting those names than any Democrat. That is true, and this is why. Uh, and this is really why. And the conservative, the evangelical Christians who voted for Donald Trump, who is hardly their kind of guy, uh, did so for this day yeah. because they thought, I mean, there's some other issues too, but it's really on this one, because they thought, look, if we can get this, we can get the court and we can get rid of Roe. And that day appears to have come. Doug, great insight as always. I appreciate you making some time late here on uh, Monday evening. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Matt. You can find Doug on Twitter at Sovereign Nation. 
And we thank you for listening to this breaking news edition of the Bay Current podcast. You can subscribe to the podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you listen. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 